Have you ever seen the photos of the abandoned theme park dedicated to the infamous kid's character, Mr. Blobby? It's this cartoonesque village with these weird artificially happy animatronics and a little house that Mr. Blobby used to reside in. If you haven't heard of Mr. Blobby, he was a very famous kid's character on British television back in the 90s. Although I'm not sure how because he always looked and sounded truly horrifying. He's this pink blob with these weird yellow spots, fake exaggerated smile, and lifeless eyes that just sends chills down your spine. The worst thing about him, though, is definitely his voice. It's just this distorted electronic echo that sounds truly bizarre. And the fact that he constantly just grunts and gasps over and over, like some kind of weird hyperactive clown, doesn't make it any better. Anyways, I went to check out his abandoned theme park a few years ago, and believe me when I tell you, it was one of the worst decisions I've ever made. My friend group had met this new guy, Dave, at our school, and he had all these really bad ideas that were probably going to get us into trouble. You know the type of guy. I'm not sure if it was because he was trying to impress one of the girls in our group, Kayla, but I just remember him telling all of us about Blobbyland one day at lunch. He literally would not stop bringing it up. After looking at pictures on my phone, I have to admit I did want to check it out. I couldn't believe that there was an abandoned theme park so close to where we lived. Plus, I guess I figured what's the worst that could happen. It was just an old, empty theme park. Right? Well, I wish I had been right about that. After school, Dave showed us how to get to Blobby Land. Apparently, he had already been there once before, when he was just exploring around by himself. I found that odd, but didn't really question it, I guess. We didn't see much when we first entered the park. It was just kind of an empty field. We figured we just had to walk a bit to find any remnants of anything, I guess. The sun was setting earlier than I had anticipated, so I really wanted to see something before it got too dark. We ended up finding this old homeless man who was sitting at a fire pit on the Blobbyland property. When we finally got the courage to go up and talk to him, he looked up at me and I noticed that one of his eyes was missing. That scared me for a second, but then I just felt bad for him. I asked him if he knew if there were any structures still left on the property. He said that past the bridge was done Blobbin, Mr. Blobby's old house, but he said that no one dares to go there anymore. I guess since it was Mr. Blobby's house, they're afraid of disturbing it. He said he'd heard stories of people going through there and never coming back out. We all still really wanted to look at the house, though, at least, so we continued walking that direction. Eventually, we got to the old graffiti-covered bridge. I just kind of stared down the tunnel beneath it, starting to actually feel a little bit of fear. I mean, it was getting dark, and it did look pretty creepy. I think Dave ended up going through first, and the rest of us quickly followed behind. Next thing we knew, we were staring at the sign above the house, reading, Dunblobbin. It really was a cool thing to see. The entire structure had been overgrown, and the paint on the walls was peeling off. But for the most part, everything was still there. Dave and our other friend Tom were so excited that they practically ran inside the house. Kayla and I were thinking we were just going to look from outside, but I guess we didn't want to stay alone out there either. 
Once we finally walked in, I couldn't believe it. The place seemed like it had been taken care of really well. All of Blobby's furniture had been kept up, and the paint and everything looked as if it stayed the same since the park closed. It was just unbelievable. The most bizarre thing to me were the strange portraits all up and down the walls of Mr. Blobby making strange, exaggerated faces. That reminded me, though, of how I had seen some photos online, and I could have sworn all that stuff was already gone. I pulled my phone out and went back to the Blobby website I had been looking at, and to my horror I found a picture of that wall in the hallway, the one with the portraits up, and the wall was totally barren. I checked some other photos to confirm and quickly realized that the entire house had been redone on the inside. But why would anyone have just come in and fixed up the interior of an abandoned attraction? I remember that was the moment Kayla and I heard Tom yelling from the living room. When we walked in, we saw Dave tying his hands to a beam. Dave turned towards me and just stared. His eyes rolled up in the back of his head. Then he charged at me, slamming my head against the wall, almost knocking me unconscious. He then grabbed Kayla and put her in a headlock. He was a big guy, so even though she struggled, she couldn't get out of his grasp. Suddenly, I heard that distorted echo of Mr. Blobby's voice coming from outside the house. His weird little grumbles slowly approached the living room. I shuddered as his head slowly peeked around the corner of one of the doorways. His dead eyes stared straight into mine. His costume was dirty and torn, almost like he'd been buried and then dug up again. Bouncing into the room, he started clapping his hands and spinning around in joy, just repeating the words. At that point, Kayla passed out from lack of oxygen as Mr. Blobby held his hand out towards Dave. Dave let Kayla down and slowly approached Mr. Blobby, getting down on his hands and knees. Blobby then placed his hand on Dave's head, causing him to fall to the ground and start convulsing. I quickly ran over to try and release Tom, but at that moment, before I could get to him, Mr. Blobby charged, tackling him, as he would often do in his show. Only this time he started pounding his head into the ground, until it was basically a bloody pile of goo. I grabbed Kayla and pulled her out of the house as fast as I could, but immediately as we got out, Mr. Blobby was right on our tail. He lunged at me, knocking me over, grabbing Kayla by the arms, which he then proceeded to bite into. Put his foot on my chest and started back with the words. A giant rock suddenly hit him in the head. He fell backwards. To my surprise, I looked over and saw the homeless man from earlier. Blobby charged after him, and I took off running as well. I was actually able to make it back to where our cars were before I started hearing the screams of the old man being attacked by Lobby. I got in the car and immediately called the police, who were obviously there very quickly. However, somehow, he must have already covered his tracks. There wasn't even a sign of a struggle inside the house by the time they got there, and my friends are still just ruled as missing at this point. I wonder to this day what the motivations were for Mr. Blobby to do what he did. I honestly can't figure it out. And I guess only time will tell if someday he'll decide to find me and finish the job.
Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. I hope you enjoyed that original creepypasta. What's a terrifying kid's character I can cover for my next story? Leave in the comments and let's discuss. Please like this video and subscribe to my channel, as well as check out my Patreon to support what I do here. You can also join the Discord to get involved in the community. Have a horrific evening, everyone, and remember to stay spooky, my friends.